you said a word that I love, boring. Yeah. I heard somebody that I look up to recently that said their next book they want to write is called Boring Your Way to Success. Because so much of success, whatever you do, especially in the gym and in fitness can be boring. It's like we know that if you want to get stronger for powerlifting, progressive overload, five more pounds, one more rep, period. <laughs> and like most people are like always changing it up and they're not willing to like do that boring thing over and over and over again. Hey everybody, it's your host, Hampton Dorch. My guest today is a freak of nature. He works out more than anyone and is fitter than anyone. And as you're listening to this, you're honestly probably going to get tired thinking about all of the things that he does every day from a fitness standpoint. And you might need a cup of coffee. If you're in Birmingham, run Bio Henry's. There's shops all over the place. It's my favorite shop here. Obviously, this podcast is sponsored by Henry's. If you're not, check them out online. Awesome coffee shop, great coffee. Um, but Jack Driscoll, he's the real deal. You are not going to miss this one. Let's get into it. There's a title out there called The Fittest Man in the World. And <laughs> for my CrossFit for my CrossFit lovers out there, you, you instantly are like, oh, we're talking to a CrossFit guy today. But I am not. I am talking to someone else who... He says he's kind of kidding, oh, no. but it's because he's humble, <laughs> self-proclaimed fittest man in the world. However, I agree. I actually think I am talking to the fittest man in the world right now. His name is Jack Driscoll. Jack, welcome to the show, man. Dude, it's a pleasure to be here. We've been talking about this forever. <laughs> I'm glad we could finally connect on here. I've been, we've been following each other on TikTok for like probably like six months or so now. So it's cool to be here and chit-chat a little bit. Hey, well, uh, I'm one of this guy's biggest fans. I, I talk about him a lot uh and very very inspired by you J just to even get us started for those of you listening you might not know who jack driscoll is you should and you're going to follow him after this but let me read a few things i found and you can correct me if i'm wrong this sure. guy can squat over 500 pounds oh and by the way run a run a mile under five minutes in the same day <laughs> let me say that again 500 pound squat sub five minute mile most people 99.9% .9 of the people can't do one of those things he can do both uh, to my knowledge, less than five people have ever done that. Deadlift over 600 pounds. Gosh. Rep 315 on the bench. I don't know how many times, but I mean, I've seen you rep it out. That's, that's pretty crazy. Four is the most. <laughs> okay. Okay. Four of those. Um, you've done like, I've seen you just casually stroll up to Spartan races that you probably never like practice on and just like beat almost everybody. Um, <laughs> a almost sub three hour marathon, which is hurts. coming soon. We'll talk about yeah, that, but sure. that is insane to be able to lift those kinds of weights and basically run a, a three hour marathon is unbelievable. And then over the last month, you traveled all around the country in a van. You did a powerlifting meet, lifted a ton of weight. How much again? Uh, mid 1300 total. So like almost 500 squat. Um, like mid 500 deadlift and like low 300s on bench. We'll get into the and reason why those numbers were where they were. Yeah. Okay. 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 They, they could be better, but still yeah. unreal numbers. And what do you weigh? Like 175 or something? 175 for that. Yeah. That, I, that's ridiculous. Um, what's that competition that you did? Um, the like so military was, looking. Yeah, it was battle bunker regionals. So you've probably seen the, the guy Alex, uh, Austin Alexander. He like he's all over like the internet for doing like he's the guy that strolls up in the parking lots and is like how much can you bench and stuff like that. He uh, he created his own kind of um uh competition base. So it was all online. You had to qualify for the regionals. It's like a hybrid athlete style competition: running, lifting, functional training. Really cool design. So that was the regional competition I did, and I qualified for the championships, which are in October. Again, we'll talk more about that. But it's like hybrid. Let's go. It's cool. I love that. I've got, I've got to look more into that. I really like Austin. He, he's the guy that's like, I'll pay you for how many pull-ups you do in the parking yeah, yeah. lot. Right. Yeah. Real cool, <laughs> real cool dude too. Like to talk to. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Then you stroll up on stage casually for a bodybuilding show and um, look like a Barbie doll uh, in the best way possible. And then casually did an Iron Man to finish it all off. You're full insane. Iron Man. Full Iron Man. <laughs> You're insane. That's all yeah, I have to man. say. Uh, <laughs> I just love working out. <laughs> I always say goodness. Uh, all fitness is good fitness. So I take that to the extreme and try and do as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all fitness is good fitness. So I'm 
scrolling on TikTok. I shouldn't be, but for the times that I come across people like you, it makes it worth it because I feel like it's not a waste of time. I'm being inspired, yeah. but like probably almost a year ago, because we're on day 300 something. Uh, yeah. 20 something, I think. <sighs> Uh, day 365, we got to have a party. Um, but I see day one of trying to be the fittest man in the world. I'm like, okay. Um, and then you just do like nine workouts for hours. And I'm like, whoa. So yeah. first off, have you had you been training like that like for a while? And, and tell us yeah. about that kind of training. And then when you just said, all right, screw it. I'm, I'm posting about this every day. How did that happen? So not as extreme forever, but like, so I would always be, like, you know, a couple workouts a day and um, like my, I've been training for 10 years, but like my base was always more like, you know, powerlifting, bodybuilding, like that whole power building thing, trying to look good and be strong at the same time. And then I got hired at the firehouse. I'm a full-time firefighter like four years ago. And I was like, I needed to be a little bit more functional too on top of that. So I got a little bit more into cross training on top of that. So I'd be doing my normal lifts and then throwing in some cross training workouts, try and get that athletic base back, you know, like back like we're in high school and stuff like that. So, you know, still like a couple, two, three hours a day. But over like a year ago, I was inspired to kind of take to the next level and really try and push the limits on what I could do physically, naturally, and try and be as well-rounded as possible. And I was like, what are the, like the, most separate type of physical competition that I can do uh, and try and do them all at the same time to just be this well-rounded physical specimen. <laughs> that was the goal. So I was like, all right, we'll do a powerlifting meet, meet, uh, meet for strength. We'll do a full Ironman for endurance. We'll do a bodybuilding show for aesthetics. And then we'll do like a hybrid athlete, hybrid athlete CrossFit style training for like that overall functional fitness kind of uh, vibe. And we'll do them all in the same month one week after another. And I started the TikTok series training to be the fittest man in the world. Now, I don't think I'm the fittest man in the world. You'll never hear me say that. And people get like all bent out of shape because that's the title of the, the series. And it's more of like, yo, I'm trying to be the best fittest version of myself. That's the end goal. Like try and push the limits on what's possible for me. And there's no re there's no nothing wrong with having these sky high goals and just shooting for the stars because you're gonna make crazy progress along the way. Like I, I never would have thought I'd be I would be this far a couple years ago. And a lot of people uh wouldn't have thought I would have been able to do the things that I did a month ago before this. So dude, there is something I've been uh taught about. There's a there's a book by Ryan Lee called Chasing Failure. And he talks about how he says, like, I'm willing to fail at many things that most people won't even try. And um, he says that he talks about stories in his life where he's failed because he's given something all he's gotten and he hasn't quite made it as far as he was going to. For example, he wanted to play in the NBA. He played college basketball and he tried out for a few NBA teams. He pulled a bunch of strings to get to those trials. He didn't make any of the teams, but through that built, built relationships with some of the players and now as like a personal one-on-one -on -one coach and like chaplain for those teams. And what he says is I never would have had the chance to do that if I wasn't willing to put myself out there. And like for you, I mean, the only failure I can, and it's not a failure, but like, I know you wanted to get that sub three hour marathon, but I'm sure you've learned a lot by, by coming up a little what, bit short. What, what, like, I always say there's nothing cooler than failing because that means yeah. you actually tried your, your hardest. And like, you put this, you know, crazy like expectation or goal out there, like, and you left it all out. Like I fail so often. I fail so many times, man. It's crazy. Like, but having those crazy things out there and trying to pursue them is what gets you as far as you're going to go. You know, like, uh, the sub three marathon, I started running realistically last August and I was, I made a strong push for the sub three, uh, marathon. So in February, I ran my first ever marathon and came up 34 seconds short. Mm -hmm. Really tough course in Austin, you know, over a thousand feet of elevation gain. All these people are looking at me like I have six heads when I said, I'm going sub three, I'm going sub three. That's the goal. Oh, nobody does that in their first marathon. You, you lift all these weights, blah, 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 blah. And I, I failed, but I proved a lot of people uh, wrong, shut them up. And the next time I run that race, it's going to happen. So. 
it is going to happen. Wow. Dude, I, I'm really challenged by you because I there's a book behind me called Mindset and it talks about like learning a growth mindset instead of a fixed one. People with a fixed mindset are, are obsessed with natural talent and they stay in the comfort zone. They don't push the limits because they're afraid to fail. And like for me, for example, I was even on the track this morning doing like some speed work out there. My my high school my high school track where I didn't uh, achieve as much as I wanted to trying to fight my demons. You know, I'm living in high school. That's like 10 years ago. But anyways, like I'm, I'm sitting on there and like every, you know, I had the option to really push myself or just like kind of keep it easy. And like so often I, I pick easy. And like for you, I feel like you literally every single day are pushing yourself. Like I bet you have doubts all the time around like, should I keep oh, doing man. this? <laughs> Dude, before, like, it's crazy. So I have these, the goal of doing all those competitions, um, you know, for a year almost, you know, it's 10 months of building and building and putting in four, five hours of training each day. But when it was time to sign up for the competitions, I was still scared. I was still like, dude, like, what if I do terribly at all? What if I can't even do the Ironman because the bodybuilding show was the week before? What if I look terrible on stage because I was too worried about being strong for the powerlifting game? And, like, it's okay to have those doubts, but just trust your work ethic. Put all of those hours in and just send it, dude. You come up mm -hmm. short, just send it again, man. Just keep sending. I mean, like, the failure is what jumpstarts the next journey and gets you – it's stepping stones. Like mm. I failed, I failed more times than people have tried. You know, that's my yeah. mindset. And that's why I succeed. Like that, that's the Mike Jordan quote. Like he's like missed however many shots and that's why he's successful, you know? Yeah, that's good. Have you found that by really boldly declaring what your goals are and saying, Hey, I'm doing these events uh, to tens of thousands, sometimes millions of people. If they see your videos, has that helped hold you accountable? Yeah, man, I think that's the best thing you can do is put it out in the universe. Because I always say there's nothing cooler, more badass, more rewarding than doing exactly what you said you're going to do. Like, because everybody, <laughs> it's like everybody like sees you say this thing and they they immediately start chirping. They're like, oh, this dude's full of crap. This dude isn't going to do any of this. He's going to do terrible. No matter what you do, you could say, I'm going to like, cure world hunger people are going to be like oh this guy's the worst you know <laughs> it doesn't matter but you putting it out in the universe letting everybody else know what your plan is it just creates this fire fire under you and it makes it hard for you to stop yeah i love that dude that that's um one thing that i've learned a lot about i've talked about it here but when we like expand our box if you will like if you think of all of our lives as a box if you expand like if you put it out in the universe for everybody to see you'll receive two things, praise and persecution. You know, like you're getting praise from people like me. I'm your biggest fan out here. I'm like, let's go, man. But there's a lot of people that are like fittest man in the world. That's ridiculous. Why would you do that? That's stupid. You're going to hurt yourself. And usually, and I can say this because I've done it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, Hampton, you say that all the time because it's true. But like, I have been the, the persecutor before. And usually it comes from some sort of insecurity that I have deep down where it's like, oh, he's doing something that I would never even try. And therefore to make myself feel better about sitting on the couch and staying in my comfort zone, I'm going to tear down what he's doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's two reactions to people doing anything. It's inspiration or like basically discrimination. Like, like you're just going to either see what somebody else is doing. And be like, wow. That's amazing. I'm going to either, I'm going to try to do more. I'm going to try to do the same thing, or I'm going to push myself to this, or it's like this, this dude sucks. Like, you know, forget him. I'm just going to do my own thing and do nothing. Uh, it's kind of this two reactions I've gotten to what I've done throughout the year was either people being inspired or people hating. Um, and it sucks, but it's usually kind of a 50, 50 split, especially like the popular videos. Like, you know, you have like your daily videos that, you know, your normal followers see, and it's usually like the same people like supporting you, but then you have a, a video go viral and it's like an even split. Like, after the, <laughs> the competitions, you know, I did like my little highlight reel and a lot of the comments were like, yeah, but can you fight? Like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you got to start fighting now. I'm like, I, I okay, whatever. Um, sure. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I, I, that's so funny. But the guy I heard talk about this principle, praise and persecution. Um, 
says that both are healthy. Like when you have that 50, 50 split, because if it's all praise, then that probably goes to your head. And if it's all persecution, that's probably crushing, but like praise encourages you, but then the persecution makes you decide if you like want it bad enough. Like if you're willing to continue pushing forward. Yeah. Like the best thing that you can develop as a person, in my opinion, is this like mindset where the outside voices don't matter. And it's tough sometimes. Like it's, I don't think it's something you always conquer, but it's like the idea of being like, listen, the only opinion that matters is the one I have of myself. Once I prove myself right, it's easy to prove the people close to me, right? Like, like get them to believe in me. And then when you have them believe in you, you prove the outsiders wrong and stuff like that. But it all starts with your belief in yourself and then, mm. you know, your close inner circle and then expands. Yeah. It's good, man. Can you take us on the journey of your road trip? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. want, I want the highlight reel, maybe some details, maybe some stuff that we wouldn't see on social media. Just talk, talk to us about it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So a little quick background. We kind of talked about a little bit, but last August I declared that I was doing this cross country fitness road trip where I do four different competitions that are completely separate entities of fitness, powerlifting, you know, functional fitness, bodybuilding, Ironman. And I was like, well, we're going to make an absolute adventure out of it. So I rented it, this sketchy white van that you wouldn't be allowed within 500 feet of school with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I left my house in uh, Jersey and started up north. The first uh, competition was the powerlifting meet in Massachusetts, like right by Boston. So hit up, hit up the Northeast, you know, did pretty well in the powerlifting meet. Um, that was the first week of June. It was still pretty cold. Like it's kind of crazy, but, um, did pretty well in the powerlifting meet. And then I was like, well, I can't go straight back down South where, uh, cause the second competition was with in North Carolina. So I was like, all right, I'll just go West, go to Niagara Falls. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I go to Niagara Falls and then I start heading South. Uh, the, the point of this trip was not only to do the fitness stuff, but to see everything. I tried to do my best to see all these big cities, all these historical landmarks and national parks and stuff like that. Um, but it was lonely. I, I drove over 10,000 miles by myself, you know. Wow. I, I, I met up with friends along the way. but So from uh, Niagara Falls, I went south to Tennessee, stopped in Nashville, and then east to North Carolina for the second competition. Um, so that was the first two weeks of the trip. And then I went down to Florida and all the way across the south, uh, southern border to uh, Arizona for the bodybuilding show. So that was the third one. And then from the bodybuilding show, I went to California and then up to Idaho for the Ironman. See, I didn't know I- Idaho was Northwest. I thought it was like, you know, somewhere by Chicago, Illinois, somewhere around there. I would think that too. <laughs> I should yeah. know that, but. That was one thing I learned was geography, like basic geography. I didn't kind of know where all the states are now. I, I would do pretty good on a blank map test. But like, so the first three weeks of the of this traveling, because we're all we're leading up to the bodybuilding show is I have a cooler of like meat and rice and like, you yeah. know, oatmeal and protein for like breakfast and stuff like that. So not only am I driving all these countless hours and getting my workouts in, I'm eating like nothing. <laughs> so it's like mentally and emotionally exhausting. And the kind of only highlight real is seeing all of these cool spots that keep you going. Um, but there would be times there I would be like driving and I'd be like, I'm going to like fall asleep at the wheel and just pull over into like a rest stop and go to sleep and start it up the next day and try and keep it going. But yeah, it was a, it was a once in a lifetime type experience. I feel like I saw everything experienced as much as I could in a month span. And yeah, hell of a time. That's awesome. How are you? um, Can you walk through your uh, how you feel about each one, like rank them from hardest to easiest, and then maybe uh, your satisfactory rate with how you did in each of them? Right. So when you're doing the, this kind of, like something like this, where you're trying to combine different aspects of fitness and do them all at the same time, your th- absolute max threshold for each one is going to be a little lower. So basically, like we talked a little bit about the powerlifting numbers, you're hoping to pull out 90 to 95% for all of them because they're all within a month. So the powerlifting meet went okay 
um, I ended up taking second. It's you know, but you know, it's a local meet, so the placing isn't a huge deal. But at 175 pounds, uh, I squatted like high 400s, missed 500, um, low bench low 300s, and deadlift at mid 500s. And I went for upper like 580 for my last pull on deadlift to try and pull out the win, but got it off the ground a little bit, ripped my hands open. And that was that all in all with, uh, all the endurance training and being low, uh, calorie with the bodybuilding show, I think it was a decent effort, but, um, I've done like five or six power to meets my life. So that was like, kind of like the easiest one and kind of just mm-hmm. like, I know what I'm getting myself into and like, you can kind of go do hit like bench squat deadlift any day of the week, but, um, the battle bunker I was most excited about because I thought I was right up my alley because it's kind of a combination of all the things, you know, running, lifting, functional training. And, you know, it was the regional. So we, they had the open online workouts and I qualified number one. So I was basically the one seed going into this. And I was there was three different events that day. So the first one was a Murph style workout. We all had weighted vests. It was a mile run. You know, you, instead of pull-ups, it was a a sandbag shoulder press, hundred pound sandbag. So I'm a hundred like some pounds at this point, this big ass sandbag is kicking my ass. And then it was 120 push-ups, 240 air squats, and then another mile run with the weight at best. And my philosophy was for all these events, if I placed top three to five, you know, I'd be right there for the podium. Um, so that one, I was fourth or fifth at the first event. And then the second event is, was, um, one minute max reps on bench with 185 and then three minute rest and then one minute max reps with 315 on deadlifts and i'm like oh this is this is right <laughs> up my alley um i was like second i think with that i did like 30 reps on bench and like 31 reps on deadlift or something something like that dude that's awesome yeah yeah and like the guy who beat me on that one had like 50 pounds on me so oh i'm, sh- I'm sure he was struggling on the mile runs yeah, he yeah, he was a beast though. Credit to him. I think he he won the whole thing. So Oh wow. Um, yeah. Um and then the third one was like a last man standing like a uh, race basically. So there's 20 something guys. So every lap it was 250 meters. They would kick out three guys. That one I had an unfortunate ending where I got kind of shoved from both uh sides. <laughs> I actually have it on video. <laughs> Uh, shove from like we were like halfway through the event. I got shoved from both sides and slipped up, and that really should have been like I really should have been like second or third in that one, based on like how I'm how I am as a runner. So that one hurt, and it kind of took me out of the podium spot. But I still qualify for championships, so I'm ready for my redemption for that in October. I'm really Let's excited. Go. That. Yeah, is that in North Cal- Carolina? That's in California, so that'll be a fun one. It's like at the Olympic Training Center or National Training Center or something. So it'll be really cool. Dude, uh, let's go. You're going to kill it with that. Yeah, I'm so excited for that to kind of like focus on it a little bit more and not worry about like a bodybuilding show the next week or a powerlifting meet the week before. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bodybuilding show was good. So it was my first uh, pro show as a natural. So I competed in natural bodybuilding. Then that's another thing. Fake natty, even though two of the events I did were drug tested, whatever. Uh, there you go. You there see, you go. You're not going to be like that dude's on steroids. <laughs> Very, <laughs> yeah, realistic. dude. You're, you're kind of small, man. No, I'm kidding. I was telling Hampton that nobody's ever like you see guys in like fitness and they're like people always call up to them, like, oh, you're way bigger in person. You're on social media. That's never happened to me. Nobody's ever come <laughs> up to me and been like, yo, you're bigger in person. Nah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, I'm literally 180 pounds year round, six foot, like not, not overly impressive. Um, but anyway, so the bodybuilding show went good. Like, I feel like I could have been up for, you know, like third or fourth, but I ended up taking top five in the pro show. There was like 12 guys and everybody looked really good. I think the first and second place guys were definitely, definitely had me beat. I liked the way my physique looked. I, I thought I looked really good, but the leg conditioning was a little um i probably need like two more weeks of serious dieting in my opinion to really bring the legs in um but there was an ironman the next week to do so we had to give a little bit here to give a little bit there um so the ironman the next week boy man that was 
that in, that in itself is life changing. It's depending on how well you do. It's hours and hours of <laughs> just straight up. Yeah. Being in the pain cave. There's no other way yeah. to put it. Uh, but that, that finish line is the most euphoric moment of my life so far. It like my parents flew out to Idaho and surprised me. It was incredible. Um, what I, I, my whole philosophy on life and fitness in general is that you don't have to worry about the end goal right away is that you have to like have these mini checkpoints, whether it's a singular workout, uh, a whole training block, you know, long-term goals, you need these little checkpoints. You knock out a checkpoint, it gives you like this little bit of motivation. You knock out enough checkpoints and before you know it, you're at the end goal, right? So for the Ironman, you know, there was like 100, 200 mini checkpoints I had to conquer mentally. <laughs> um, like, oh, I'm on my bike, I just need to get to the top of this hill and then, you know, go ride the downhill a little bit and I'll be all right make it like to the next aid station on the run and I'll be all right. Um, but <laughs> I went through my own challenges on the Ironman itself. So the swim went great. I, I grew up swimming. Like I, I felt comfortable in the water. It was like, I swam in like, I didn't open water training swim for the first time the day before in the lake. <laughs> um, I was like, all right, I'll be all right. So I did my swim in about 70 minutes, which is pretty good, especially for an open water swim. It's two yeah. point. 2.4 miles and then you hop right on the bike for a 112 mile ride so <laughs> the first uh half of the ride was great i was like averaging like 20 miles per hour and this is a tough course for the for the bike it's like almost six thousand feet of elevation gain mm -hmm. and there's the the one hill i i it's like two miles long and you're just climbing and it's so it's so funny because like everybody's like in single file going like eight miles per hour, like super slow, just waiting to get to the downhill. So the first half of the bike was great, you know, it was doing well. And you have your emergency bag drop at mile 65 on this course. So on my bike itself, I carry a spare tube and a CO2, like for a quick fill. So I get past mile 65 and I have a, a, another spare tube and another CO2 in there. But I, I only have the one on my bike and I don't grab the spare one at 65. I get to like mile 68, the front tire pops. Mm. So I got my spare tube on the bike. You know, you know, it sucks. You lose some time there, but you, you know, you switch it out and fill it up and you're back, you're back rolling. And then around mile 75, someone is like, comes up beside me and they're like, Yo, you're like rim riding on the back. Like your back tire is flat. And I'm like, do you have CO2? Like, and then I'm like asking people as I'm riding. And I was like, I don't want to lose any more time. So I ended up riding the last 40 miles on a flat tire. <laughs> Golly, dude. Oh, so, oh my God, it hurts so bad. Um, but it was, it, it was something. So along, oh, I forgot. That huge hill I was talking about, we hit the downhill on it. So on the downhill, you're hitting like easy 40 miles per hour. So I'm hitting that downhill 40 miles per hour, back tires flat. I'm like, this is dangerous. And then it starts to hail. Oh, <laughs> Hail's what? Like it was absurd. And you're going so fast and it's like hitting you hard. It's like, like, dude, I was like, this is, this is where it ends. This is where the training to be the fittest man in the world. The last <laughs> 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 but we survived the bike i all in all i probably lost an hour of time with the the two stops i had to make and the flat tire and whatnot but it was we were still in decent shape making okay time but then all you gotta do is do run a marathon after that right easy enough to <laughs> <laughs> run in three hours <laughs> I wish. Dude. So, uh, mile 0.75, not even mile one. Like I'm like running out the gate. I feel good. I'm like, dude, just happy to be off the bike. And then full body cramps to the ground, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is gonna be tough. Only 25 and a half miles to go. <laughs> uh, I really just need to get to the aid station and get some more like water, sodium, and some food in me. So I got to the first aid station at like mile 1.5. And I was able to kind of get rolling a little bit. And I was in a pretty decent spot for the first eight miles. 
And then mile eight through 13, my whole stomach is just turning upside down from not having enough fuel in me to overfueling to like working too hard on the bike. Um, so mile eight through 13 were actually the hardest miles for me for the run. And then I got through the half, the half point and I was like, all right, I can ride this out and survive the day. Basically just keep hitting those little mental checkpoints. I ended up running my fastest mile at mile 26. So really we, we finished strong at least. Do you know what you ran it in? Oh yeah. I mean, it was only like, it might've been barely sub eight minutes. Like, like my first mile off the bike was like eight minutes and then you know, I was kind of like eight and a half, nines for a lot of them. And those middle miles were like 10 minute miles where I was just like stopping. I couldn't run. Um, but we we finished strong and it'll be nice to run another one eventually at some point. Not with a flat tire, not in a hailstorm with a little, not with a bodybuilding show the week before, all these different variables. So, Oh my goodness, man. Well, you just ran that marathon faster than... Well, most people never run one, but the people that do, you still ran that faster than like a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like it kind of puts everything in perspective. Like when you do like a marathon after all that, you're like, oh, that's nothing at this point, you know, kind of just that mental battle. So like the next time, like I even do like a long run in training, it'll be like, dude, you did a marathon after a 112 mile bike ride. And that was kind yeah. of my philosophy in training was like, Yo, if you can't run a 10 mile easy training run on a random Thursday uh, in April, then how are you going to run a full marathon after a 112 mile bike ride in the middle of this whole training thing you're doing? So those little like kind of mental like battles you have with yourself, you just got to put things in perspective like that, I think. And it really helps yeah. you. Calm. I love that. You're a humble guy, but I'm allowing you to brag on yourself. I'm wondering, and we talked about this before, you know, CrossFitters, and I, I'm an ex-CrossFitter. I don't have anything against CrossFit. I don't do it anymore. I do, well, I was about to say stuff closer to you, but like on a scale, like one out of 10, <laughs> how about that? But like, um, is there anybody that that does what you do? Like, does it, do you know of anybody that's putting in the amount of work, the amount of volume? Do you know of anybody that like, if you picked, 30 fitness exercises that you're like yeah it, it'd be tough to beat them like seriously around the world do you know anybody so l let me tell you some people that i look up to and whether or not it's like so i like the three main like you know hybrid athlete kind of style guys that I, I really look up to are fergus crawley uh nick bear and uh hunter mcintyre and they're they all do things a little differently but they're all beasts in their own right so like fergus has done the sub five um 500 pound squat he's done some different cool challenges where he did um a 1200 pound power lifting total and sub 12 iron man in the same day um, wow hunter is like he's more like the um the race guy where he does like uh you know high rocks and stuff like that so he's just a great runner he, he did and the murph world record yeah yeah he had the murph world record and he did like an iron man on a whim and did like a sub 11 like I think, and you know, he's a tank. And then Nick usually, he like the way he documents the journey and does like one singular thing at a time. It's just like, you know, obviously this is really inspiring, but like, like to answer your question, if you pick like 30 different exercises where it's like a, a one mile run, a 5k, a long distance run, a heavy squat, I feel like I, I could pretty much keep up with anybody. <laughs> I, I agree. Seriously. It's like, like, like there's there's people faster than me there's people stronger than me and there's people that are functionally you know better at like those cross training workouts but i don't think most people can do all three better than me yeah i i don't either i'll stand by that are you 26 26 okay what is the and i'm sure you're the type of guy that can push through this but like at what point for most men do you know there sometimes starts to be a decline. Like I know you, you've got a couple more years of only getting better, but do you think about that much? Well, you don't hit your peaks like 29 to 31, depending on the person. So I got time, baby. I got time. Let's go. Um, so yeah. We got to get to day, like at least day, you know, 1,000, 1,500, yeah. and you'll still be cruising upwards. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, there's always things, something to prove upon, you know, even if like your, say your body starts to decline or you have like an, like an injury or you have some sort of like 
you know, personal life thing going on, there's something else you can improve upon and kind of focus that on. Like for for me right now, I got to get that sub three down. I mean, I know I have the fitness level for it. I just got to bring it on my best day. Maybe not like for that, the, the Austin marathon, it was also the BPN like weekend team weekend. Yeah. So like I was doing like heavy 500 pound deadlifts two days before the marathon. And I just couldn't help myself. And I was doing, I was doing an Adam clink workout two days before. Um, Damn. Adam, Adam's a dog too. Also a sub uh, five minute, 500 pound squat guy. I think he was the first to do it. He might have been. He's like one of the guys I look up to. He's an absolute dog. Um, Yeah. But like, you know, because that's kind of my like my Achilles heel is that I never stop because I just love working out. Like it doesn't like there doesn't need to be like a, a finish line or like a medal or a trophy for me to do the things I do. I, people never believe me, but I always say like, if I could never go on a beach shirtless again, or if I had to wear a sweatshirt 365 days a year, I would still do the things I do. Like mm, more if I yeah. not post on social media, like this is just what I like to do. Like I, I'm, I, I have my own personal training gym. I do all of my workouts, runs, 99% of them by myself. Nobody's watching. Yeah. I mean, you get a little bit of a, a momentum or like kick if like, cause I record them and post them online, but like, it, I have to do the hour and a half lift or the 10 mile run. The 10 second video I take doesn't do the work for me. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that is what yeah. it is. That's cool, man. Um, you could, you could do a, like, you could look the same or probably a little bit bigger on the beach. Um, if you, and spend half the time you do working out, like people, you know, cause you do all this oh, running and all this extra stuff. Like I, I, I believe you, like, I just love like the passion that you have for it. Um, okay. It, go ahead. Sorry. No, you got it. Good. Well, I was wondering, I got to know, are you wearing a whoop? I am wearing a whoop. Okay. I've always yeah. wondered. I, gotta, I, I DM them. I'm, I'm waiting to get my, uh, my hookup. <laughs> yeah. Wh- okay. Whoop, come on. Like, this is your guy, period. This is your guy. Whoop, where are you? But tell me this. What on earth is your strain and recovery like? I, I need to know. Like, it's got to be out the out the no, so like, like, the cool thing about the Whoop is it adjusts to you and kind of what you do on a daily. So, the Ironman, like, I've never seen anybody get a 21. They say that's the highest you can get, but I've never seen it. I got a 20.7. That's the highest I think you can actually physically get. Um on average, though, like with the three or four workouts I do a day, it'll be like 16, 17. Like, it, yeah. because it adjusts to you. My my recovery is never great, but like I sleep well. So it's like I'll get like in the 60s usually. Like, so I'm like, okay, sometimes green, sometimes yellow. But it's like I have like a good resting heart rate. Like, my um, uh, all my like breathing stuff, all that sleep stuff is always pretty rock solid. Um, so I feel good when I wake up and it's yeah. rock. You know, that's like, good, man. Sometimes too much data is like a bad thing. Cause then you're getting your own head and you kind of have to trust how you feel. That's basically how to do like that whole last two months of the prep for, um, all of those competitions. Because one day, like, obviously I'm in, you know, depleting for a bodybuilding show, but I have to get enough calories in to do this 20 mile training run. So there got, there's gotta be like a little give and take and trust your instincts with your body. Like I've been doing this for 10 years. So like at some point you gotta be like, all right, I know what my body needs today. I know what I have to do. I know if I can push through this or if I need to take a step back, but yeah. these things are great. I got the Garmin too. Great watch. I love my whoop. There you go. Well, <laughs> whoop, I, you need to be partnered with this guy. Like no questions <laughs> asked, but I'm with you. Like I've had one for a while. I, I, uh, and whoop, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I will join back. I heard about your new feature that where you can hide your recovery. The recovery would like get in my head. Like if I was in the low yellow or the red for a day, I'm like, the day is ruined. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also like my my wife, like I would try to go to bed at eight o'clock because I'm like, I need to like be in the green tomorrow. She's right. like, you're not like a pro athlete. Like I need you to not be a loser and like stay up a little bit. Yeah, I, that's what like, sometimes like, you only get like the four hours of sleep, but you hit the sleep cycle just right. So you just got to trust it and get to work. 
Like I think like if you if you check your heart rate and your heart rate is like ten higher than it usually is on average, then it's probably like, oh, my body gets sick, stuff stuff like that. So that's like more what you should use it for. I think it's kind of like, kind of like look at the data and be like, that's kind of abnormal. Maybe uh something's coming on and you start like I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. Um, all right. I know you like talking about fitness and you told me before you're, you're a pretty simple guy and all that, but I'm curious, I may put you on the spot here. Everybody okay. knows Jack Driscoll from like a fitness standpoint. Um, wh- what's something that you're going through in your life right now? Like what, what's maybe something hard um, or something you're fighting through uh, I, or I don't know, or, or, or a decision that you're trying to make or um Maybe thinking about the future, like what, what does life look like in five years from now? I don't know. I I, I want to get some like, I'm not watching Jack Driscoll on TikTok kind yeah. of info here. I don't know what you're willing to share. <laughs> so I always say I want to work out for a living. Like as cool as, cool as that is, it would just be like, so I'm always trying to like um, get to that point where if the following isn't about like having, you know, the being famous or anything like that it's for me to have like these opportunities where a company's like all right yeah we'll, we'll send you money so that i can go do a fitness competition this weekend like i just want to work out for a living you know like yeah on training and be like i would want to do what i did in june all the time like mm-hmm. i think like next year i want to do like somewhere i do a different fitness competition every weekend for a year even if it's something yes. small like 5k one weekend and then something like you know, like even like a small Spartan race, whatever, but just like, that's what I love. man. I just love to do those things and take people along on the journey and show people that they can push themselves to become this, the best version of themselves, mentally, physically, emotionally. And, um, yeah, I mean, I started my online coaching business, so we're hoping that takes off, uh, partnering up with playbook so that all my programs will be online. You know, I've signed some, uh, my first like official contract with BPN, um, working nice, with, Roan, working with Roan now r- clothing. So things are starting to like all, all these, uh, my, my buddy, uh, Joe Rinaldi said, always says hard work works like, yeah. And we were, we were chatting and it was just like, it's not always immediate, like the instant gratification and almost never is, you know, it's, it's a long time. I mean, most of the time it's you feel like you're about to give up and that's when the opportunity comes. That's when the success comes. That's when, you know, the thing you've been waiting for. So you just always gotta be knocking on that door, keep working. And eventually it'll work. It'll, it'll pay off. Like you're never gonna, you're never gonna regret working hard. And what I told mm-hmm. you before the interview started was, uh, you can't complain about the things you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's making me, work out three or four times a day eating these really clean meals or something like that. I can go home and eat a pizza right now. Like nobody's stopping me, (laughs) but like, I want to, I want to make it, I want to do fitness full time. And I'm, I put everything out there. My bad days, my good days, they're all on TikTok. I post, you know, constantly on Instagram, my stories showing my journey i'm i'm a very very average guy like we were talking about physically like nobody's gonna assume there's some physical specimen like underneath uh this t-shirt but like i put it all out there i show my journey every day and i feel like people can relate to that because i'm like everybody else we all have the same 24 hours we're all capable of great things no matter what anybody says genetics whatever don't matter we can all do great things. And I try to prove that every day to people. I love that dude. And I really I believe spin your question to not, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't know if we were going to come into like some girl struggles or some, uh, no, where you don't have to go there if you don't want, but that, no, that's good. That's good. I, I think it's, um, I am single. Um, <laughs> yes, there we go. Jack Driscoll is single. Um, Y'all can go on runs together, uh, maybe his recovery uh, runs, and yeah. you can ride a bike uh, alongside. <laughs> it's open up about that, though, with relationships and friendships and stuff like that. It's really hard to find people to match your energy when you're trying to, like, push the boundaries of what we think is possible or, like, really trying to be great at something or really trying to, like, focus on a goal. Basically, this last year, 
I like gave up everything almost, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of lonely days. There's a lot of day, like, you know, um, you're not going out with your friends. Your friends are all at the bars. You're not really going out with too many people, uh, in general, because it's hard for someone to match your lifestyle. You take one night out where it's like, you know, five hours, then it affects your next day of training. It affects that current day of training and it can really get in your head. Um, I'm not saying everybody should be like, you know, a thousand percent into something, but it's worth it for me. I, I, I see the benefits of what I've been doing and it wasn't immediate. It did not come right away. Um, mm -hmm. but I just kept clocking those days and, uh, doing this, the boring daily stuff. And it's really starting to come full circle now. So mm. you said a word that I love boring. Yeah. I heard somebody that I look up to recently that said their next book they want to write is called boring your way to success because so much of success and whatever you do, especially in the gym and in fitness can be boring. It's like, we know that if you want to get stronger for powerlifting, progressive overload, five more pounds, one more rep period. <laughs> and like most people are like always changing it up and they're not willing to like do that boring thing over and over and over again. And I, love I like that. to hear you say that. I love that. You just said that there is no secret to anything like being super strong, having a super great physique, being a great runner, starting a great business, getting endorsements, doing this, doing that. There has never, ever, ever been a secret. There's no easy sauce, whatever you want to say. There's, it's not there. It's the slow, steady, boring stuff, doing it every day and just keeping it going. Like, like you said, for being a powerlifter, those four sets of six reps that you did of the weight you've handled a million times and you do it a little bit, you know, more, a couple more reps the next week or a couple more pounds the next week, you do your, your, four easy runs during the week, your one long run on the weekend, and then you add a little bit the next week. Uh, yeah, it's boring, but that's success. Like you just said, I mean, that is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. And uh, I promise I'll let you go here in a minute. I've got like two more things in mind. One thing that you said about the friendships and everything, what's really fired me up is seeing a lot of the BPN videos from like ambassador weekend, because I get to see like you and Luke, like, dude, it's, I, what a yeah. What's up, what? Luke? Uh, perspective yeah. points. If you're listening to this, um, shout out to his podcast, but like even watching y'all become bros, I was like, we, we were meant for community with other people. And when you're right. isolated for so long, it can probably be hard to keep going. And even though you're not in Jer those people aren't in Jersey. I bet having that crew has been encouraging for you. Oh, it's awesome, man. Especially, especially Luke. Um, he, it's so funny. He, he, like before, like he had like a thousand followers on TikTok before that weekend. And he, like he messaged me and he's like, oh dude, BPN, listen to that. And I'm like, dude, you're going to blow Like I said, we, we're going to blow up this year before you know it. And he ended up staying with me like that weekend. Like I've never met the kid in my life. We hang out the whole weekend and we've hung out. Like he visited, like he uh, stayed at my house a, uh, a weekend um, a couple months ago. He came to my powerlifting meet on the journey, uh, the cross country road trip. Absolute boys. What a guy. What a stud. He just did his uh, first bodybuilding show, got first in his class, looked phenomenal. He's doing a powerlifting meet next month. He's a savage. Um, happy to know him. But yeah, the rest of the B BPN community, it's incredible. Uh, but that's all we can try and look for in other people. Are, are It doesn't even have to be common interests, but common mindsets, you know? Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. Like, just like trying to be the best versions of ourselves, trying to like push other people to do the same thing. That's a rare quality that you don't find in a lot of people. And when, once you do, you should latch onto that and really try to develop those bonds the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. For real, man. Um, yeah, it looks like Luke crushed it. I was, I've loved watching his stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, man, like the, 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 the bromance. I love it. I love it, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Rounding us out here. You just started a new chapter in your life and are offering coaching and 
I am fired up about that. And I need some of my listeners, maybe some of my listeners that are a little bit more advanced in their journeys to, yeah. uh, to reach out to Jack. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, man. So like the coaching is called Jack of all trades. That's kind of the philosophy I have on I fitness. And this is good fitness. Uh, trying to like develop more well-rounded uh, individuals in fitness. Like whether you want to be a runner, a lifter, a bodybuilder, it's all good. I always tell people that even on like a smaller extent, like when people are just asking to get in shape, like just go for a walk, go for a swim, go for an easy bike ride, just go for a stroll through the park. It's all good. It's all like, it all starts with that. The mindset that we can do whatever type of fitness, like CrossFit, high rocks, all of this stuff, whatever that you, it says, maybe you won't enjoy like any type of fitness, but whatever one you hate the least, just get it going and make it a consistent part of your life. Um, that's my overall like advice to people who are trying to start fitness. But as far as the coaching, I really just want to help people uh, become the best versions of themselves physically and mentally because the mindset that comes with trying to push yourself to that level, it'll translate to every aspect of your life. And I feel like it'll actually make you the best version of yourself full heartedly. Yeah. Well, I believe in you and I believe in Jack of all trades, the coolest name. I think that's a, that's a great name. And then, you know, joke for short. So kind of, uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Wait, Jote. It's almost yeah, like, um, goat. but like, it's kind of like the goat fittest man yeah. in the world. Greatest of all time. Jack of all trades. Yes. It's all connecting. I'm, I'm slow. Yeah. I'm slow. Um, <laughs> but anyways, dude, it is on the bucket list for me to find you on one of your uh, easier training days. You know, so if you got a recovery run or something like, like that. You're huh? you're a great dude, and I love the way like the message is trying to spread, and it's it's honestly great to talk to you, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Well, I'm rooting for you, and I'm going to be sending a lot of people your way. It's time for you and me to wake up and lead.